Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Alina Olkanu. For those who don't know me, I'm a pediatrician at Whole Child Texas, uh, Integrative Medicine Pediatric Clinic in Frisco, Texas. And I'm here today with my colleague, Dr. Sandy Clackman. Hello everybody, Dr. Sandy here. And I am a um, parenting specialist who helps parents with children who have learning behavior and mood challenges. My practice is called Parenting That Heals, and I work very closely with Dr. Artianu in her wonderful clinic in Frisco. And I'm so glad you're all here. Last week, we did a webinar on children's anxiety, stress, and defiance. And this is actually a follow-up webinar when I want to, where we want to talk about the parent's stress and how to manage it. For those of you who are on the webinar last week, you may remember that both Dr. Sandy and I, we mentioned that children have a way of absorbing parental stress and they do have a special sense of knowing when mom and dad are stressed. So there's really absolutely no way that you can hide your stress from your children. And uh, your stress as a parent is contagious. So the only way to help um, your children manage their own stress and the stress-related symptoms like stress, anxiety and defiance is actually by managing your own stress. So that's why we did this webinar today to give you the tools to manage your own stress because as you're learning to de-stress on a daily basis, you're gonna see your children's behavior improving. And even if they don't have any major behavior issues, they're still gonna feel better, they're gonna learn better, Overall, they're gonna be happier little humans. Um, so I'm gonna start, Dr. Sandy and I, um, we're gonna start right away because we want this to be an experiential webinar. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit here and there about some um, theoretical concepts, but most of all, I want you to leave this web webinar by feeling relaxed, distressed, and I want you to have some tools that you can start practicing right away, starting tomorrow. How does that sound? Good? All right. So, Sandy? <clears throat> right, okay, good. So, I'm going to do the first section and Dr. Artiano will do the second section, but you will see very clearly at the end how these two sections actually hang together. So what happens when we are faced with a situation, any kind of situation, whether it is a big event or a really challenging situation, or it's just a small event, doesn't matter. But what happens is we have one of two ways of responding. In other words, we can respond with one of two sides of our being. And every single one of us has got these two sides of our being. And at any moment in time, one of these sides is in the driver's seat and the other side is kind of in the passenger seat or the other way around. So 
I would like to say that um, it's really important. The most important thing when it comes to us wanting to improve ourselves is awareness. And so I would probably call this section an awareness creating section of uh, that, that's pre, pre the meditation piece so that you become aware of the fact that you all of us have got two sides to our being and we all have a moment of choice in which we could decide which side to use in response to an event. So I'm going to ask you to come on a journey with me and I'm going to use something called a guided visualization. I'm sure many of you have been through this. For those of you here who have not, don't worry. It's easy. All I ask you to do is really just relax. I'm just going to start off with a little bit of breathing and you can relax from the head, top of your head to the tip of your toes and then follow my voice. It's called a guided visualization because what I'm really doing is creating imagery. That's the visualization part. And when we have imagery, we really create lots of feelings about those images and we learn a lot by having the visualization piece in our brain. So come along with me now. What I'm going to ask you to do is, because I'm introducing you to the two parts of your being, normally if you were in my consulting room, you would be shifted from one chair to another chair. Just kind of feel that you've got two sides of your being by physically moving, but we can't do that here. So what I'm going to ask you to do is to kind of sit in your chair, but with, on one side of your tush. And then when I'm introducing you to the next side of your being, I'm just going to say to you, okay, shift to the other side of your tush. So just in the movement, you're going to get the sense of, okay, there's this side of me, and then there's this side of me, and I can choose which side to respond to the world from. So let's go on a journey together. I'd like you to close your eyes. Make sure you're comfortable, even though you're sitting on one side of your tush, and go along with what you're hearing me say. Begin with taking from the bottom of your tummy upwards a deep, slow, long breath in. Hold that beautiful oxygen and then exhale long, slow, deep exhale. And one more time, and as you're doing this, feel every muscle in your body relaxing. Take a deep, slow breath in from the tummy upwards. Hold it, and then let it go. Slow, long, deep exhale, letting go, letting go. And then go back to your normal way of breathing. And with your eyes closed, Come on this journey with me and let me introduce you to the two sides of your being. On this first side, we are going to look at the part of you that lives with the hormones of stress and tension. This is the part of you that is usually thinking about worst case scenarios. This could be the part of you that knows you are way too stressed, but chooses to ignore it and just get on with life, doing what you think you have to do in the way you believe you have to do it, always trying to wear your game face. 
This is the part of you that works harder, pushes harder, does things to please others, keeps going, keeps going according to the program that you got from your parents, which they got from their parents. So I'm going to let you discover what happens in this side of your being, inside of your body, when you are in this stressed part of you. And as we travel through your body, I'm going to ask you questions. Just answer them silently to yourselves in your head, because the answers will be different for different people. But be sure to think about what I'm asking and find your answer. I will give you time to do that. So I want you to take your awareness to what goes on in your head when you are in the stressed part of you. Is it tight in your head? Is it noisy? Does it feel busy? Does it feel tense? Are there a thousand thoughts racing through your head? Or maybe your head is shut off, shut down, just quiet and out of touch. And then take your awareness to your face. And let yourself think about when I'm in this stressed side of my being, what will my children see on my face? You know, your children are so very perceptive. One look at your face and they can tell you exactly what is happening inside of you. They see everything about you on your face. They see your frown lines. They sense those muscles around your eyes if they're tense. Do they see maybe anxiety and worry in your eyes? And if you have tightness around your mouth and your jaw, they actually see it. Are you then the kind of person, let's travel down to your neck, are you the kind of person who stores stress and tension in your neck, making you stiff-necked in more ways than one? And let's travel down to your chest. Maybe you're the kind of person who keeps stress and tension in your chest, like a tightness in your chest. Maybe you're the kind of person who breathes only from the chest upwards instead of from the tummy upwards. So you're breathing short, shallow breaths. Maybe you're even sometimes holding your breath when you're stressed and tense. And now let's travel down to your stomach. Are you perhaps the kind of person who has stress-related gut problems? Maybe some kinds of digestive issues. Maybe just constant butterflies in your stomach. And it's really for, important for us to know about our, what's going on in our tummy because when our gut is stressed and unhealthy, our brains are stressed and unhealthy. And when our brains are stressed and unhealthy, our children's brains are stressed and unhealthy. And now... Take your attention to your shoulders. Are you the kind of person who, when you're stressed, keeps tension in your shoulders? Perhaps sitting and walking and sleeping with your shoulders lifted, 
tensely and tightly close to your ears. Think about that. Let's turn your attention now to your back. Are you carrying tension and inflammation across the top of your back? Or maybe you're the kind of person who carries it in your mid-back or your lower back. And then I'd like you to just spend a minute thinking about this. When you are in the stressed side of your being, what happens to your tone of voice? What will your children hear when you are in this side of your being? Is your voice harsher, colder, maybe more strident, maybe louder? Children are very, very sensitive to our voices. So think about how is your tone of voice when you're in your stressed self? And what about your style of communication in the stressed side of you? What words do you choose when you are stressed and in your lower self? Are these words that perhaps absolutely unintentionally send the message to the child that he or she is not enough? And now think about your body language. How you show up? What message is your body language sending your children? Is it switched off? Do they sense tightness? Do they sense that you're on edge from your body language? And now I'm going to ask you to just do a guess. And I'd, I'd like you to estimate or guesstimate how much time do you think you spend in the stress side of your being? If you have two sides of the being, how much time do you think the stressed side of you, this what we call the lower self side of you, is in the driver's seat? Just give it a percentage. It's maybe 50%, it could be 30%, it could be 90%. Just let yourself kind of think about that. And now keeping your eyes closed, take a deep breath in from the bottom of your tummy up. Hold that beautiful oxygen and then let it out slowly, 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 relaxing, releasing, and move your tush to the other side. This is the part of your being that feels whole. It's the part that knows who you are, that loves who you are, and that is who you are. It is your higher vibrating self that has a beautiful light energy about it. This is the part of your being where all your health and wellness comes from. In this part of your being, your spirit, your body, and your brain are dancing together harmoniously, functioning in a beautiful, balanced, healthy kind of way. This is the amazing part of you that has the ability not only to heal yourself, but to heal your children. And when you are in this part of you, 
you simply go with the flow. Trusting the genius of the intuition of your higher self. You know what you know. And you trust what you know. In this part of your being, you feel so calm, serene, and tranquil, while at the same time full of feelings of joy and excitement and passion and appreciation and love of life. What a beautiful combination. This is the part of your being, your higher self, that has the natural ability to be fully present in the moment, to be insightful, aware, in tune. And when you do this, your children are so blessed because they feel seen by you for who they truly are. Your presence tells them, I see you, I hear you, I know you, I love you. And you know how to connect with their spirit in a way that makes them feel so worthy. I am so enough. This higher self part of you that chooses to be happy is always overtaken by feelings of immense gratitude many times a day. The gratitude for the blessings that you see in your life. And then let's think about how you show up to your children when you're in this part of your being. Let's see an image of the joy and peace and love that they see on your face. Let yourself actually see your face when you're in this part of your being. And let, them, let yourself see your eyes, what's coming to them from your eyes. And when you speak to them from this higher self, the tone of your voice is so soothing and calming to your children. It's like the sound of music, soft and warm and gentle and loving. And your body language is open and relaxed, sending the message of, I feel good about me. I feel good about you. I feel good about life. So I'm going to ask you to go back into your memory and think about the last time that you were in this side of your being. So it could be this morning, it could be yesterday, it could be five years or 20 years ago. But just think about the last time that you felt this serenity, this joy, this sense of wholeness, uh, this immense passion for life. See where you were when this happened. Who were you with? And let yourself remember what it felt like to feel so whole and so at peace with yourself. And then finally, ask yourself as you did on the other side, how often do I go here these days? How often is my higher self in the driver's seat of my life? And give it a percentage. The good news is that we all have both sides. It's always waiting for us, this higher self, to make contact with it. 
Unfortunately, we very often choose to go and deal with the world from the lower self, the stress self. But when we know how, with meditation, to go into this higher self, it will be the greatest gift that you can have and give your children. Because when they see you in your higher self, it gives them permission to do this for themselves too. This is absolutely proven science. So my hope for this visualization is that it's given you a lot of insight. It's given you the, the sense of I can choose to be in my lower self or my higher self. And Dr. Alina will teach you how to do that. So take a deep breath in from the bottom of your tummy up. Oh, wonderful. Slow, deep breath in. Hold that oxygen. Beautiful. And then slowly let go, let go, let go. I hope you feel relaxed and um, in your higher self. So the difference between this part of yourself and the stress part of yourself is actually um, chemically. Your neurotransmitters are changing. Your hormones are changing. Um, your brain waves, your heart waves are changing. Um, when we are in stress response, we're actually in survival response. All we can think of is survival. And our bodies have a certain chemical signature for the survival mode. Um, and if we would be stressed just for a quick moment, like somebody startles you or some, somebody cuts you off in traffic, but then you're okay. If we would be just for a quick moment and we go back to baseline, that wouldn't be a problem. The stress response is designed to keep us self, safe. The problem is that we're in chronic stress, especially nowadays. And we're constantly making stress hormones and the neurochemistry and biochemistry of stress. And we do not give ourselves time to de-stress. We don't have the space and the practice to de-stress. So we wake up stressed, we're stressed out throughout the day, and then we go to bed stressed out and we can't sleep well, and then we repeat the next day. So after a certain time, the body gets tired and then it gets sick. Um, so my concern in the long term, that one of the long-term consequences of this pandemic is gonna be a lot of other illnesses that are caused by chronic stress and the suppression of the immune system. And not just for us as adults, but also for children. So the best thing that you can do for your children, the best gift that you can give them now and from now on is actually um, pay attention to your stress level and manage your stress levels. So there are different techniques to do that. Um, 
definitely a healthy lifestyle helps. Exercise helps, um, good sleep, enough sleep, all of that helps. But I want to talk to you about a technique that has been proven to be the perfect antidote to stress. And that technique is called meditation. So what meditation does is you, it uses different um, techniques to reset the nervous system and to make you less reactive to stress. Because we're always gonna encounter stress. It's never gonna go away. Even when this virus goes away and this entire situation is manageable, there are gonna be other stressors like they were before. So this technique is gonna help us now, but it also gonna help us and our children in the long run. So for you to be able to show up in your higher self, like Dr. Sandy, um, make you feel, you have to practice on a daily basis some kind of stress management technique, which hopefully you're going to choose meditation. So when you meditate on a regular basis, you are rewiring your brain and you're creating a certain neurochemistry that makes your body less reactive to stress. It has a lot of other benefits one of them is that it makes us use more of our prefrontal cortex, which is the part of the brain that makes us less reactive. It helps us make good choices. Instead of using this part of the brain, which is called the reptilian brain or our amygdala, which is just wired for survival. So when we practice meditation, studies have shown that people actually have more gray matter in this area. So we actually are becoming smarter and we can see different connections. We understand things better and we make better choices for ourselves and for our children. Also, a really important thing is when the body is not in a constant fight or flight response, which is the stress response, and it switches to the relaxation response through meditation, this kind of response is actually self-healing. So we can only heal in this relaxation response, not in the stress response, we just survive in the moment. So I hope this um, is a little bit of information that will convince you to establish a meditation practice. And it's called a practice because it's never perfect and every meditation every single day is different because we are different um, day by day, moment by moment. I want to start by teaching you a very simple meditation technique that uses the breath as a point of focus. In any kind of meditation, the mind needs to hang on to something. It needs a point of focus. The mind cannot stop thinking. We cannot will ourselves to stop thinking. But when the, we give something the mind to, to hang on to, it starts thinking a little bit slower and the space between thoughts are starting, it's starting to become a little bit larger. 
So when the thoughts are slowing down and the space between the thoughts are becoming larger and larger and larger, we're actually giving our mind a break and we're allowing the brain waves to become more coherent. So this point of focus can be your breath. It can be a word. It's called mantra in Sanskrit traditions. It can be any kind of, any point of awareness. I'll teach you a heart awareness meditation. Um, so there are different kinds of meditation and meditations, and I want to teach you several so that you can pick the ones that work for you. How does that sound? Good? All right. So um, you don't need any special equipment to meditate, just a quiet spot. Or even if you don't have a super quiet spot, you may hear some distractions. Always go back to your point of focus. So um, it's better to sit upright when you meditate, but um, if you need, you can uh, prop yourself up. You can put a pillow or you can have a chair that supports your back. It's recommended to put your feet on the ground, but if you can't, you can sit on the couch with your feet underneath you. If you lay down, most of us are give is that we're giving ourselves permission to fall asleep. So, um, although you can definitely meditate before you go to bed, it's not gonna be a true meditation. It's gonna be more of a transition to sleep. So, um, <clears throat> I'm gonna play a little bit of background music just because it's soothing and relaxing. So let's take a deep breath in, hold for a second and breathe out slowly. Let's take one more deep breath in, hold it for a second and slowly breathe out. One more time. Deep breath in. And breathe out. And now all you have to do is put all your awareness on your breath. Just notice how you're breathing in and you're breathing out. Don't try to change your breath. Just observe it. Breathe in. Breathe out. And after a while, you may notice your breath slows down naturally. Just put all your awareness on your breath. 
and the air that goes in and you breathe out just one more time breathe in Open your eyes. Congratulations. You just had your first breath awareness meditation. It's a very simple practice. You can practice it two, three minutes or 20, 30 minutes, depending how much time you have. It's recommended to meditate twice a day. In the morning when you wake up, and late afternoon. That way you bookmark your day and you reinforce that relaxation response. If you only have two, three minutes, meditate two, three minutes. It changes your biochemistry and your neurochemistry and it makes you more resilient to stress and slowly, slowly over time, it changes your neuropathways. Are you ready for another meditation? So this is another breathing meditation. It's called the relaxing breath. So I'm just gonna explain it and then I, we can practice it for three breaths. So this breath stimulates your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the second part of your nervous system that is more relaxing. So the sympathetic nervous system is the one that reacts through stress. And then the parasympathetic nervous system is the part of your nervous system that calms down your, um, your nervous system. So it works like this. You breathe in through your nose. You hold a little bit. And then you breathe out through your mouth very slowly. And when you breathe in through your nose, you actually expand your belly like a balloon. And when you breathe out, you squeeze out all the air out of your belly, like you squeeze out the air of a balloon. So if you want, you can put your hands on your belly. Let me see, let me show you. So you breathe out, breathe in, you hold, and then you breathe out very slowly while you're squeezing your belly gently. So let's do this one more time. You breathe in, you hold, and you breathe out slowly. Let's do this one more time. Breathe in. Hold. And you breathe out slowly. So 
So this is a wonderful meditation that you can practice once or twice a day for three to five breaths at the time. And it, you can also use it as an emergency meditation. So throughout the day, if you feel like you're really getting on the edge and you're very tight and stressed, you can find a quiet place. You can do this meditation. You can breathe it for three, breathe in three, five times. And there's absolutely no way that you're going to be stressed out at the same level afterwards. It really works. So I want to, it's not really a meditation, it's, but it is um, stress management technique. When you feel that your mind is going out of control with anxious thoughts, I want you to come back to the present moment and tell yourself right here and right now, I am safe, I am okay. And repeat it several times. And then just come back to the present moment because life happens in the present moment. It doesn't happen in the future and it doesn't happen in the past. And right now, we are safe, we are okay. So tell yourself that as many times as you need throughout the day. When you feel like you're starting to worry or you're getting overly agitated over anything, um, any kind of worries about the future, the virus, your family members, your schoolwork, I mean, your kids' schoolwork, um, your job finances, Come back to the present moment and tell yourself, right now, right here, I am safe. So the next kind of meditation uses a word as a point of focus. And this word in the Sanskrit tradition, it's called a mantra. And a mantra means a vehicle of the mind. So we all, our mind, as I said, needs a point of focus to go beyond the thoughts. So the mantra that I'm gonna use, it sounds like this, so hum. I'm gonna write it for everyone here. It doesn't mean anything, they're just some sounds that will take your mind beyond the thoughts. And all you need to do is silently repeat, so hum, so hum. So I'm gonna start you on this medi meditation. I'm gonna guide you in, and then I'm gonna give you a few moments where you just meditate by repeating it, repeating it silently, softly in your mind. Are you ready? Okay. So let's um, get comfortable. Close your eyes. 
Take a deep breath in. Hold and breathe out slowly. And repeat in your mind the mantra, so hum. So hum. Gonna whisper it now. So hum. So hum. Just gently, effortlessly repeat it in your mind very softly. Slowly. So hum. So hum. If your mind wonders, if you have any other thoughts, just gently release them. Come back to your mantra. So hum. If there's any noise in your environment, any uncomfortable feelings. Just gently release them, come back to your mantra. So, um, so, Let's take a deep breath in. <sighs> Breathe out slowly. And when you're ready, open your eyes. You can move along your fingers and your toes, your shoulders up and down, your neck. <sighs> ah. you, but I feel relaxed. Whenever I meditate, I feel like a tightness in my chest just releases and feel my heart open up. Hmm. So that brings me 
to one of my favorite kind of meditation. It's called the heart awareness meditation. You can practice any of these meditations with kids as well. Kids have to be about five, six years and older. They have to be able to sit still for about four or five minutes. And all they have to do is you can guide them in the meditation, you can uh, play a guided meditation, or you can teach them and then just let them meditate next to you. When you meditate, if you have any pets, you may notice that they gravitate towards you because you have a different kind of vibe and animals and kids are very good at picking that up. And you can meditate anywhere. You don't have to have a special spot, but it does help if you have um, your meditation chair or your couch, your, your tiny little corner, because it teaches your body that you're going to this place and now you're relaxing. So you're creating a neural pathways, even physically moving your body to the same spot. But you can actually meditate any, anywhere. You can meditate on a plane. Once we can fly, we can, you can meditate at, a, at the dentist office when you're waiting in line um, somewhere if you can close your eyes. Advanced meditators, on a side note, can meditate with your eyes open, but we're not there yet. So, all right. So let me tell you a little bit about my favorite meditation, the heart awareness meditation. So you may be familiar if you're doing yoga that in ancient yogic traditions, there's a belief that we have energy centers, that we're not the physical body, that we also have an energy body. And that's a quantum physics theory as well. Um, behind me over there, you see that person that has different colors on the body, those are the energy centers. So one of the energy centers is in the middle of our chest, which um, superimposes with, uh, with our heart. And um, when we focus on this part of our body, of our, in the heart center, we are actually able to change our um, heart rhythm. It's called heart rate variability. And when our heart um, uh, beats are more coherent, this energy field is actually more coherent. Feelings can change the energy of each of the energy centers. It can change the vibration. So, and um, that brings me back to what Dr. Sandy talked about, your lower self and your higher self. Um, feelings like fear, um, anxiety, anger, frustration, those are bring us into our lower self. And then feelings like love and joy and trust and peace, hope, all those bring us more into our higher selves. So when we're with our kids, we actually, and with each other, we actually want to interact more from our higher selves. 
So in this heart awareness meditation, I'm gonna ask you to focus on your heart center and bring to mind a person or something that you love very much and then just focus on that feeling in your heart while you're breathing. So you don't have to change your breath, just be aware that you're breathing in and out. And then try to hold that person or thing. Um, the thing can be the beach or the sun or a beautiful mountain or chocolate or red wine, something that you really, really love. Um, hold it in your heart center. Sounds good? All right. So you know what to do. Get comfortable. Take a deep breath in. And slowly breathe out. And now focus your awareness in the middle of your chest. And for now, just Breathe in and breathe out as you're becoming aware of your heart center. And now think of something or someone that you deeply love. Bring that thing or person into your awareness and put all that love into your heart center. And hold that feeling of love into your heart center. Remember to breathe in. And breathe out. And imagine, see, and feel that feeling of love in your heart center. And feel a little bit more, a little bit more love and breathe. Hold that love in your heart and breathe in. And breathe out. And feel a little bit more love. A little bit more. And breathe in. And breathe out. And try to smile as you feel that feeling of love 
and hold that smile while you're breathing. And remember that feeling of love in your heart. Breathe in and breathe out. And hold that feeling in your heart and gently open your eyes. So with that feeling of love, I want you to go back into the world and you're gonna notice that your interactions are gonna be just a little bit different. And if you can hold on to this feeling just a little bit longer throughout the day, you're gonna stay into your higher self a little bit longer. I am going to send you this recording and links to the meditations that I taught you. I have little videos on my YouTube channel and Dr. Sandy is going to send you some resources as well. So you can start practicing um, tomorrow morning if you can wake up just a little bit earlier, maybe five, 10 minutes earlier, and think where, when you can start your meditation practice. But set it as an intention for the next um, three weeks to meditate every day, once or twice a day. And that way you're starting to build a habit. And just notice, don't expect anything. Just keep an open mind and see what happens. Don't try to recreate the same thing in your meditation. There's a saying in, among meditation teachers that you have to have a beginner's mind even if you're an experienced meditator because every meditation is gonna be different. All you need to do is just sit down and meditate. I hope this um, was useful for everyone and uh, you're feeling much more relaxed and um, happier than you were before. Dr. Sandy, do you want to say anything else? Um, well, thank you for that beautiful, those beautiful meditations. I feel lighter much better thank you um i do want to say that um, if any of you are having some anxiety and fear problems with your children i do have an online program it's called healing your children's anxiety and fear you can find that on my website and i'm also going to be sending a link to a different kind of meditation as well as um, 
various other resources that I think you might find helpful. Let us know if you have any questions. We are always very happy to answer them. So enjoy your journey of healing. Bye now. Thank you everyone for being here. Bye.